This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning about how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder of Wealth Ability. You know, over the years, what I've discovered is in all my practice as CPA, the single most important person in your financial life outside of your spouse is your tax advisor. So today, you're gonna learn how to choose a team of tax professionals dedicated to reducing your taxes. So I'm very privileged to have a very special guest, really a great friend of mine, and best-selling author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome, Robert, to the show. It's just awesome to have you on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Tom. So right off the bat, Robert, tell us, um, if you would, just tell our audience, you know, you, we, you and I travel the world together, and you're always talking about taxes being so important, and you, you write it in, in every book, why the, why the Rich Are Getting Richer. You included so much about why taxes are so important. Why are they so important to you? Why is that such a big deal to you? Well, I think we have to look back in history, because I'm a history buff. And if you look at the genesis of America, it really was a spark called the Boston Tea Party. And it wasn't about drinking tea, it was a tax revolt. So America was founded on a tax revolt, you know, representation, you know, taxation without representation. And as a student of history, I've watched how taxes have, from being fundamentally a tax-free concept of a country, today that taxes in America and most of the world are our single largest expense. And it seems now that people don't even question it. You know, they, what most people do is they just cheat the government and don't pay taxes rather than learning about how you can pay less or no taxes legally. So really that's why it's um, important to me is I don't want people to be tax cheats because as Tom Wheelwright has taught me, you don't have to be a tax cheat to not pay taxes yeah, legally. We had an interesting experience in uh, Moscow a while back, you remember, uh, with yeah. the... With the um, Entrepreneurs, right? But, uh, uh, so, so tell everybody about that story. I think that's a great story. Well, we had this fantastic dinner at this fabulous hotel, and there's all these some of the most successful, you know, entrepreneurs in Russia, or at least in Moscow, for the dinner, and we were talking about not paying taxes, and there was like no response. And the reason there was no response is because they don't pay taxes anyway. <laughs> I, I love the comment one of our friends made that in Russia that he said that in Russia that laws are a suggestion. Right. You know, they don't follow the laws there, and that's Russia. But it's also America, too. You know, every time I go into a, an establishment in America and somebody says, if you'll pay cash, we'll give you a discount. Well, that is a tax discount. <laughs> right. Because they don't have to declare the cash. No, that, that, that's exactly right. So... So, you know, one thing that the, the question that I get most often when we're traveling, Robert, is, you know, how do I find a, a good tax advisor? But what I love to hear is the stories about the bad tax advisors, because I think a lot of there are a lot of bad tax advisors out there. And uh, you, uh, you had an experience. You and Kim tell a, a story about a particularly bad experience that you had with a tax advisor that I, I think our listeners would love to hear because I think they'll relate to it. Sure. Uh, I started off as a young entrepreneur, and you, know, you don't know a good tax advisor from a bad one. And 
the plan was the more successful I got, then eventually I could afford, you know, back then the big eight tax advisors. So as Kim and I got richer, we eventually we had, uh, was it, was it, you know, Arthur Anderson, uh, was that the name of that company? Yeah, yeah. As, as I recall, the advisor, this is somebody who had um, been a partner, actually been the tax partner in charge. I knew him. He'd been a, yeah. this and is so before I'm you and I got together. To him, yep. And he brings in another high floating tax advisor out of Washington, D.C. with his tricky, you know, his tricky shoes and his tricky glasses, and he's a very arrogant little SOB. And he says, well, I've evaluated, you know, my, your, your friend and I have, your, your tax advisor and myself have, have analyzed your tax situation, and we suggest you sell all your real estate and buy mutual funds. And there was a silence from Kim and I, and we went, oh, you're kidding, aren't you? And Tom, the, the sad part was they weren't kidding. Oh, my heavens. And, and I said, don't you see, we pay no taxes because we own a lot of real estate, and we fundamentally have tax-free income. This says, yes, 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 but that's highly risky. Our recommendation to you is sell all of your real estate, and then, we, as you know, we'd have a capital gains tax problem. Because it would be in the millions so, because of all the deferred so, taxes. So like and they, then you buy mutual funds. So like they knew nothing about you. I mean, and anybody, any, anybody who's read Rich Dad Poor Dad, anybody who knows you knows that you love real estate. So did they just not know anything about you? Well, I don't think that is. I don't think they know anything about taxes. <laughs> 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 I don't care if they know anything about real estate. I don't expect them to know anything about real estate. But I do expect them to look at my tax, you know, my tax forms and realize that there was very little tax being paid. You know, we're making millions in the ratio. I think that that time we're probably down about 12% uh, tax, effective tax. And then you got us down to zero. So, you know, to me, that is tax advice. And what he was giving me was, I don't know what, uh, Tom, what the heck? And this guy was the, the you know, the grand poobah out of Washington, D.C. He worked for the tax, he worked with the tax department for, you know, Arthur Anderson and all this stuff. What what is wrong with that guy? Yeah, well, I, I, that that's a challenge. And I, I I looked at that. You know, I I heard that story, and I thought, you know, the the big issue I have with that is that they, you know, they didn't do really. They they really weren't asking you the questions about you know what do you want? What do you you know what are you looking for? What's important to you? And and to me, that's that's a big one. I I remember when um, when uh, you and I were talking about my book, Tax Free Wealth, right? And uh, I, re- I remember sitting in your office there and you were, you were saying, look, can you, can you put a list of what questions people should ask um, a tax advisor in the, in the book, you know, in order to, to interview the, the, the people? And, and I thought that was really interesting that that was that seemed to be like your number one question, one, number one thing you wanted me to put in the book. Well, that's correct, because, you know, I don't know how many quadrillion pages of tax law there is, but the average guy plus the average tax CPA and the average tax advisor or the tax attorney definitely cannot know everything. So that's why the questions you ask in your interview of your tax advisor, be an attorney or an accountant, really you really have to understand what questions to ask. Otherwise, you're going to sit there and be impressed with Arthur Anderson or Arthur Young or Ernst and Winnie and all that stuff, and you get sucked right in to fun, fundamentally incompetent professionals. 
Okay, so so fundamentally, Robert, what what are you looking for in a tax advisor? When 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 you've looked for tax advisors in the past, and you and I had this discussion years ago, when uh, when when uh, when we got together, what fundamentally do you think people should look for in a tax advisor? Well, number one is how can I legally pay less taxes? You know, I don't know if your listeners ever heard this, but there I've, I've run into you know I probably had about ten or twelve. CPAs, you know, guiding me in my development as an entrepreneur. And I would say 100%, except for Tom Wheelwright, wants you to pay taxes. You know, they always say, well, you better pay taxes so the government doesn't audit you. That's their comment. They're, they're more afraid of the government than I am. And I, and, and I didn't, you know, having a rich dad, I, I really knew that he always challenged the assumptions of his tax advisors. He says, well, tell me how else you can do it. And, they, and as you know, you know, we're all human. We're lazy. And we'd rather just give you the pat standard answer and collect your fees and do your taxes and move on. But if you as the entrepreneur uh, or as the taxpayer does not take the time to educate yourself as to what questions to ask, then you get what you pay for, you know. So you're not, you're not afraid of an audit? Well, nobody likes an audit, but as you've taught me and as my friend Donald Trump has taught me, you always get audited anyway. You know, once you're in a certain category of wealth, audits are part of the program. In fact, that's that's why my rich dad taught me, he says, my banker has never asked me for my report card. My banker wants to see my financial statements because that's an audit. The banker wants to audit your books. He said, what, what do you, what, how are you managing your money? And the average person, you know, even if they have a PhD, they have a FICO score, you know, Fair Isaac Company or something like that. It doesn't measure anything of your intelligence. It just measures your reliability as a bill payer. So that's why as an entrepreneur, I've really got to be careful who I take tax advice from. But you don't know good advice from bad advice if you don't know what you're looking for or what. Uh, what questions to ask. And that's why those questions were so important to me that you put into your books, at least the entrepreneur or the person being audited has a chance. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that, that was, uh, I, I actually think that's, uh, that, that's chapter 23 of, uh, of tax free wealth. And I think that's actually the most important chapter in the entire book because the, the reality is, like you say, it's, it's a very complicated tax. Law. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Tax laws are very comp- complicated when it comes to the details. The, fun- the, the, the basics are the same. You know, it's a series of incentives for entrepreneurs and investors. Um, and you've you got to get some education. One of the things I, I love when uh, we're working together, Robert, is that you're always, you're always suggesting that people get educated, even though they're not going to know the details. You know, you're, you're always looking for how do, you, how do you get more educated on taxes? Right. And, you know, none of, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who wants to go back to do what you've done, Tom. And go to, <laughs> Nobody you know, does. Go to get your <laughs> master's in tax and all this stuff and teach and all this stuff. So that's why the quality of your tax advice depends upon the quality of your tax advisor. And I'll just say it again, you know, I still remember my first, I think it was Price Waterhouse was my first tax guy. He was a nice guy, but he was just out of school, and he really didn't know anything about real estate. He was a stock guy. 
and here I am. I'm already, you know, I'm in my 20s, and I have a small real estate portfolio. He knew nothing about real estate, and he knew nothing about business because he was an employee of an accounting firm. And I, I couldn't understand why he and I could not communicate. And today, after working with you, I understand why, because we're completely different people, you know. And I say to everybody out there, you can't do what you can't do. You know what I mean? So when people say, well, you can't do what Robert Kiyosaki does, well, it's because you're not Robert Kiyosaki. You know, if you're a person who is invested in an IRA or 401k and you think that is high finance, then you can't really use Tom Wheelwright. You know, and that's where most people are at. They're in their 401ks, IRAs, have some ETFs. And they have a hodgepodge of investments. And then when I talk to them about how I do what I do, Tom, you know this, no matter where we are in the world, <laughs> when we tell them what Robert Kiyosaki does, what, is, what do they always say? You can't do that here. Yeah. And I, I right. say, you're right. You can't do that here, but I can. But That's true. And, and somebody's doing it. And, and somebody is Donald doing it Trump here. Because they have a couple of million dollars in the stock market, they can't do what I do until they change who they are. That's right. Is that correct? No, that's absolutely right. You know, and it's, and it's like you say, I mean, you and I have conversations about, you know, new tax laws and new opportunities. I mean, I remember, I don't know where we were flying, but it was somewhere in the Eastern Europe, and we were talking about your taxes uh, on the plane, and you're saying, you know, so what, what do I do here with, you know, with the, the real estate market? And we, you know, I said, well, you know, here's another thing that, you know, I wouldn't normally talk to you about. But in this situation, seems like it might work. And it ended up saving, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, I think that um, what, what I always love about you and Kim is that you're always asking the questions. And you're always having the discussion. You're always willing to learn. And to me, the, the challenge that I have with um, with a lot of people is that they are comfortable with their 401k and their IRA. They don't want to learn it. And uh, it, the, the reality is if you don't have, you know, if you don't get some education, you know, no matter what your tax advisor does, there's, you know, a lot of it you have to do. I mean, it's like when you come to me and you say, okay, so what do we do here? And what am I telling you? I'm always telling you buy more real estate, right? Right. So and you, then you, and then, you know, just so everybody knows is, you know, there's this new book out called The Curse of Cash by Kenneth Rogoff, R-O-G-O-F. And <laughs> I think it's kind of funny is that everybody's holding on to cash and the government doesn't want you to hold on to cash because they can't trace it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, cash, especially the U.S. $100 bill and now the euro, I think the euro just cut down the $500 is that the government's so desperate for taxes, they don't want you to hold cash. Yeah, and, and then the Bitcoin guys, they're going all after them. So they, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, actually, there was uh, somebody recently just got put in, in jail. They got put in prison because they were doing transactions without asking the questions. In, in your mind, what's the best way to work with a tax advisor? Because a lot of it's up to you. It's it's not just your tax advisor, but how do you you know how do you want to work with the tax advisor? Well, there's an old saying is that you know you, you kiss a lot of frogs to find that fairy prince or fairy princess. You know what I mean? And you have to be open. 
And that's why with the story of the guy, Arthur Anderson guys, you know, they got shut down for criminal activity. Most people don't question the advisor or themselves. And so the thing I say is don't get sucked in by the title or the big name or, you know, this, it really comes to, you know, to thine self be true. You got to know yourself. So when a 401k guy tells me you can't, I, they can't do what I do, I say, you're right, you can't do it because you're a 401k guy or you're an IRA guy or you're an ETF guy. You can't do what I do. But if you're going to do, you want to find out what the tax advisor says, you better find the right a tax advisor who understands what you can do. Because most people, as you know, Tom, cannot do what Kim and I do. It's no, for sure. For, for sure. And, 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 you know, you said something there that I, I just want to key on is that, you know, find out what you can do. Yeah. Right. And how you can do it. I mean, that, you know, I always I always say that, you know, people always ask me, is this deductible? You know, we had that guy in Chile, you remember, that said, well, you can't deduct your car. And then what, what, what's the first thing you did? You said, Tom, get up on stage and tell them how to deduct their car. And, yep. and, and that was a great lesson for me because, you know, I'm going, well, I got to think about this one because how do you deduct a car when the law says you can't deduct a car? But we did it. And yeah. the guy actually came up to us and he go afterwards and he says, I would never have thought of that. And that actually changed my mind about something because I, you know, I used to say, well, you know, most things are deductible. Some things aren't. And yet, you know, with that challenge that you gave me, I said, you know, what I realized is everything, everything is possible. Everything is possibly deductible. It, you just have to think about it a different way. And so the question really is not, is it deductible, but how do you make it deductible? And I, and I love, I, and I, you know, I want to tell you, I just really appreciate that challenge you gave me down there in Chile. Well, that's what, you know, that's what I all have these brains for, right? And what most people have, they don't have a brain. They turn into, they turn into Polly wants a cracker. They turn into parrots. Well, my, you know, my tax advisor says, I can't do that. I said, well, do you have a brain in your head or are you just a parrot? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's awesome. And most people, as you know, are parrots because they just pay the taxes and then complain. And to me, it's just a game to me. You know, I mean, how much money can I make legally and how much and how little in taxes can I pay legally? It's just my game. Some people like golf. Some people like fishing. Some people like ping pong. I like making a lot of money and paying as little tax as possible. It's kind of my game. But if you want to be a tax slave, then just you know, keeping your ETFs and your IRAs and your 401ks and believe you're Donald Trump or Warren Buffett because <laughs> those guys don't pay taxes. <laughs> well, it's, I, I would tell you, it's a great game. You know, people people ask me all the time, well, you know, why why do you like taxes so much? And it's the same reason. It's a great game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's the most it's one of the most complicated games in the world, but it's a it's a blast. Well, you can, again, you go back in history and you begin to see the process, like in 1913, the Federal Reserve Bank was created. Also in 1913 was the 16th Amendment. And if you put the two together, you, you kind of realize that the dollar, the U.S. dollar cannot exist without debt and taxes. So that was that became my game. It says, how does the Fed print money out of nothing? And then why do they need taxes to collect the payment on that debt and that was kind of the question so you know when people bitch about the fed i just say be the fed figure it out 
oh, that's illegal. And that's Polly wants a cracker. Oh, it's illegal. It's just laziness. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. So uh, let's go and wrap it up. Any final words, Robert? Any any advice you've got for our listeners out there? No, it's 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 a love working with Tom Wheelwright and my little team of advisors, and you know it is only a game. How much money can we make? How much good can we do in the world? And how little in taxes can we pay? Now, if you just want to work at a job and not care what your company does or what your company produces. And you, want, you like paying taxes, and you like, you know, you like being a pawn of the government. Don't listen to Tom Wheelwright. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you, Robert. Uh, everybody, Robert Kiyosaki, um, uh, amazing author and teacher. Uh, go to richdad.com, and and uh, there's all sorts of great information. Richdad.com, and remember, at uh, wealthability, it's all about making way more money. Like Robert says, making way more money and paying way less taxes. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing, helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So, Get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to wealthability.com slash gift. That's wealthability.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.